Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. You need to be, you need to be ready. Everything that you have been going through has brought you to this place. And I believe that after today's message, everything is about to change in your life. Father, I just pray you and I declare today over every person that is watching, every person that is here, every person that whatever platform they watch it on, that Father, that there will be a release of a brand new anointing on their lives. Father, I just pray that the Sorrow of the past and the fear of the future will disappear. Father, I just thank for our, that we realign ourselves with the plan of God in our lives. That, Father, we, we come into the direct connection with what you're doing. That, Father, we stop frustrating you, that we stop getting in the way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. You know, we, we kick this year off. With the, with the message that God is hovering over 2023. And it's the Holy Spirit that is hovering. And that when, we, when I started to seek the Lord and I said, God, what do you want to do for 2023? What is our vision? And then God started to speak to me, just in my own personal time, about supernatural acceleration. The, uh, uh, to understand something here, that you are designed to move in the supernatural. You're not designed to flow the way that everything else is flowing. So the supernatural is something that should, it is natural to you. What's, what's, what's happened, we've been trying to, um, we're, we're trying to, Put ourselves into the supernatural without thinking that we are in the supernatural. See, you are in the supernatural acting naturally. Let's say that again. The moment you are born again is you step into the supernatural. You can't help that. You breathe the supernatural. You read the supernatural. But the issue comes in is that when I act like a natural man in a supernatural body. So when God started to speak to me about the supernatural acceleration, divine forward exp expansion, recovery of all things. First of all, when, when after God gave me this, I started to talk to other pastors and God's saying the same thing. And then there's a rabbi that I'm connected to. And um, he started to speak about the Jewish New Year. Get a load of this. Do you realize that the Jewish New Year, so every Messianic church around the globe is praying and believing this. Every church that lines up with God's covenant lines up with this. It's the year of divine expansion. It's a year where God invites you to ask so that you can expand. It's, it's like going to a restaurant and saying, I want to put weight on. 
So, so what's happening in this year, the timetable of God is divine acceleration, divine expansion. But it's also a year that God recovers what was lost. Now, let me just share something with you that's going to change a couple of perspectives. You start to get blessed after you've recovered what you've lost. So if I lost $100 and I'm believing for more, I need the first $100 that I've lost so that I can have more. See, one of the things that the Word of God is saying specifically is this. This is why... Uh, we, I am encouraging everybody that I see now is to get two pages of things that were lost, things that I'm going to gain. So what we have is a year where God says, I want to recover what was lost, and I also want to add to you. Supernatural addition. So have a look at Isaiah 65, 24. This is Acceleration. I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. Do you know what, what this is? The, the year where they, you are no longer need-driven, but you are provision-driven. So what, see what he says is, before they come to me with their needs... So what happens is this, the supernatural favor of the Lord is this, is you get into such a level of faith that you subconsciously believe that God will supply your needs, so you are no longer asking God to supply your needs, you're going after what God has for you. There's nothing wrong with having needs, but you can't go from week to week, from day to day, asking for food. It says, listen, you know what's happening here? It is because in the natural, there's a gap between asking. So in church, we have been used to, I'm going to pray. I know it's going to take a long time. Come on. I am going to give, and I know that in five or six time, years' time, I might get a double-fold return. You, you, you there? I was just reading... I want this to happen to me. You know, when you hear a testimony, right? When you hear a testimony, testimony means do it again. I heard this testimony that I asked God to do it. There was a pastor, and God spoke to him about a, um, a, one of his friends, and he said to him, that person needs a sizable amount to get him out of debt. And so he, he talked to his wife, and the wife said, yeah, okay, let's do it. So he, so, he says, so he goes, look, when we get back home, let's transfer the money. While they're driving in a car, he gets a phone call. Somebody offers him a business deal that it's a hundred times more than they were going to give. Even before he had the opportunity to give, God gave him a hundredfold. Now, now, now um, we need to get into this. God doesn't have any favorites. 
If he had, um, you wouldn't be here. You'll be just me because I'm God's favorite. I understand that. <laughs> I, I've come to grips with it. I look in the mirror and I go, I love you. God loves you. Everybody loves you. Get over it. Uh, no. But you see, when you hear something like that, we have been trained in the natural to think, well, well, that happens to that person, that happens to that person, but I am not this, I am not qualified. So what he's saying here, this is supernatural, this is God saying, I will answer them before they even call me. I want you to notice, is God's doing the accelerating, not you. God's saying, I want you to come into a frame of reference. I am the God that answers before you ask. I am the God that gives you before there is a need. I am a God that has foreseen and has already provided. So God says this, it is the mentality of that everything is going to take such a long time. I will deal with that even more. So, what, so now when you pray, you need to be expecting, when is it going to happen? It's already done. It's not going to take you forever to get out of debt. Let's talk about debt. Everybody say debt. Um, don't ask God to get out of debt. Don't, you know, people say to this, right, I want to be debt free. Correct? Come on. Well, there are, there's a group of people that are part of my life group. Um, they hang around Coles and Woolies. And they, every time they see me, they put a cap out. They live in the commission houses, and they're debt-free. Debt-free means you, you don't owe anybody anything. But God says, I don't want you to be debt-free. I want you to be wealthy. Now, understand something. There's a difference between wealth and money. God is into wealth. Therefore, God gives you so that you can be a blessing. Money is, well, how much have I got? How much have I got? See, the kingdom says this. How many people can I help? Money says, how much money have I got? So wealthy people are looking for opportunities to bless and move people. When you talk about money, it's all about, hey, what do I drive? What do I, 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 I? The kingdom says, I am wealthy so that I can give. I am wealthy so that I can build a hospital. I am wealthy so that we can give the underprivileged college. <laughs> okay, you, you good? So when we start to move in the supernatural increase, right? When you start to move in supernatural increase, your faith overrules every doubt. Your faith overrules every setback. Your faith overrules every sickness. Your faith overrules every lack. See, when you're in the supernatural acceleration, you just go, I overrule that decision. The doctors say, oh, hey, your family had it. You know, it's in the family line. You'll probably get it. Get ready to get it. No, I overrule that. The economy is going bad. You're going to cut down your spending, cut down blessing your wife, cut down blessing your kids, cut down blessing your church, you know, you know just cut back on blessing the poor. Overrule it. Well, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel so good. Overrule it. We have been so, you see, in acceleration, 
you start to overrule what used to stop you. You start to overrule and you go, that's it, this year, I overrule doubt, I overrule lack, I overrule everything that is against me. Like Pastor Silva said, no weapon formed against me. You know why it says formed? It's because Satan is running out. He says, let's try this. Didn't work. Let's create another weapon. Let's do this. Let's do this. You know what? It's going to come to a time when Satan's going to run out of weapons. He goes, I don't know what to do. I've come to Faith Life Church. I've done this to them. I've done this. I've done this. And I still keep moving. I don't get it. This marriage should be ended up in divorce. But I keep throwing this. I keep throwing this woman. I keep throwing this man into their life. And yet, they are still loving each other. You know, I, 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 I mess up every manager that they have to work under. They mistreat and they do that, and yet they're still prospering with a good attitude. I'm preaching way better than your kind of amening or whatever you're doing. You see, in divine acceleration, is you get the choice. In divine acceleration, God says, what do you want to do, Ted? See, I normally go, God, what's your, oh, poor me, oh, God, oh, 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 God says, well, do something. Watch this. Look at Joel 2.25. I will restore to you the years, just watch this, the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, which I sent among you. Now, watch this. It talks about three things. The first comes in, locust. You get a locust that will first eat the sweet parts. So they'll, 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 just, they'll, they'll just destroy the, you know, the fruit and all that, but, the tree, but the, the tree will still be good. Then the second locust comes in, goes down to another layer, and he starts to destroy the function. It goes back to the hard bits, the things that have taken years to grow, the toughness of it. They go after that. The third locusts go for the roots and kill. But listen to what the Bible says. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I sent among you. So what happened was there is that the people walked out and they walked into judgment instead of walking in God, and this is what happened. But this is what God says. I will restore. Now, I want you to watch this. I, I shared this with my leaders on Friday. When the prodigal son, you can read this in Luke 15. When the prodigal son came to his right mind. So the Bible says that he, he willfully, deliberately, spent all his goods and now was flat broke and he had no one to blame except himself. He comes to his right mind and he says this, in my father's house, even the servants live better than me. They have more than enough. He's not talking about sons now. He's just talking about people that serve the sons. And he does this, I will go back to my father and I will say, I'm really sorry, 
I, I want to be like, I, I want to be a servant. I don't want to be a son. I've, I've, I've messed up my sonship, but I want to be a servant. So as he's coming back to the father, he starts to repent. The father stops him. And I want you to notice this. The moment the father stopped him, he, he was the father that took over in the restoration, not the son. Think about this. He comes to the father and he's saying what he will do. Then the father says, you don't need to do that. And he says, I'll take over. See, you are, we are in a position where if we were to allow ourselves, let God take over from here. Let God take over your life from here. Whatever it is. See, he's, he, he comes in broke. He comes in smelling. He comes in all of these things. And, and when the Father takes over, there is restoration. And what I believe today, one of the things that's going to come off you is what has been said about you and about the God you serve. Listen to this. Ezekiel 12, 21 to 28. There will be no delay. Repeat after me. There will not. No more delay. So therefore it means that the things that God has for you, God is saying you've got to get into your faith level that he says this. There will be no more delay. I am believing for a house. There will be no delay. I am believing so I can take my family on holidays. There will be no delay. I am believing to build the house of God. Just to let you know, as a church, this, this, the section that you see here, there's a section there in the front, is we are at, oh, with the front's that way. Yeah, well, I'm not very good at my directions. It's that, somewhere that way. You know, as you're walking in, there's that sign that says... Um, I'm not, none of you read the sign. Right? It just says seasons five or whatever. We are at the moment in negotiation is to have that turned into an auditorium to, for us to use 24-7. I've had the builders through. I'm waiting for the quotes. So we just need to be praying. All that. that means that this year we want to have our own place. Yeah. There will be no delay. Now watch this. The word of the Lord came to me. And he says this, son of man, what is this proverb you have in Faith Life Church? The days go by and every vision comes to nothing. Have you, have you ever felt like, yeah, you know what? You know when you got it, when somebody prophesies a good word over you, you go, yeah, right. I've got 20 of them in my back pocket. And he goes, so, so this is the atmosphere of that is stopping de deceleration. This, Son of man, this is a proverb you have in the land of Israel. Days go by and by and every vision comes to nothing. You know what that means? Oh, yeah, uh, great message, Ted, but it uh, doesn't work for me. Oh, man, you know, you go to your life group, yeah, just another life group. So... He's talking about people that have become accustomed to not seeing any supernatural provision, any supernatural dimension, any supernatural healing. He's coming to them, and these people are so downcast that they're going, yeah, 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 you know, nothing ever happens. You know, hey, I'm going to church. What's going to happen? Ah, uh, Steph will tell us to worship. Sylvie will tell us to give. 
Ted will tell us to get encouraged. And then we can go home and get some lunch. See, you know when you're in this, if you woke up this morning and didn't ask God, God, what do I want today? When you get up in the morning and you don't know what you want God to do with you, you're thinking, oh, it's going to be, you know, nothing happened yesterday, so it's going to happen again. Let's keep reading. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I want you to notice something here. God overrides everything that is spoken against you. God doesn't pay any attention to words that were spoken over you that, hey, you're not going to be doing this. You can't do this. You can't do this. God says this. The one, I am the one that has the final say, the final word on your life. I am going to put an end to this proverb. They will no longer quote it in Faith Life Church. Say to them, the days are near when every vision will be fulfilled. Every vision. So my question to you is, what is your vision? I am talking about a vision for your life, a vision for your health, a vision for your family. Pastor Silva and I have a vision. We're going to be 110 having seafood in a Greek island and going, hmm, what will we do next? I have a vision of playing with my grandkids and their grandkids. I tell you what, let, let me show you the power of vision. Is that, if I mentioned before, I love this story. Every, every one of my grandkids have a Papa's Day. and we, we, We'll go do whatever. Um, Jude has one that he likes to go to the movies and then eat Asian food. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. Come on, every Asian, you tell them, you know, you go, laksa, yeah, chili, crab, Kentucky, whoa. <laughs> anyway, so we've, we've done the movie, we, we saw a Marvel movie, we've done Kentucky, we're driving home. He goes to me, Papa, um, when I have kids, will you do this to them? Vision, I'm married, I've got kids. And then he says this. I go, yes, yes, they will. And he goes, can my wife come? <laughs> I go, yep. And he smart looks at me and he goes, Papa, you're going to need a bigger car. <laughs> you know, he wants to be in sport. He wants to be a professional sportsman. And he goes to me, Papa, I'm going to play sports and I'm going to be really good. But then I need a business because I can't play sport all my life. <laughs> now, I just, I just want you to get this. What's he doing? He's a supernatural kid. He's the same kid that walked into a vet when his dog was dying and said, excuse me, I have supernatural powers. And he comes in, lays hands on the dog and says, in Jesus' name, and the dog gets up. <laughs> what I'm saying is this, is, is its vision. See the, see, see, the reason people don't come to church is because they have no vision. Because what, what do we do in church? We tell people how to get their vision manifested, right? But if you have no vision, this is really boring. 
If you don't want to go anywhere, wouldn't it be terrible to sit in a place where we're telling you where you can travel? You don't like traveling. You love your lounge room. Your your sofa looks like you because you sit in it so much, right? Your television knows the channels you like without you even pressing it, right? You love it. You don't want to go. Your chef is called Uber Eats, right? So then all of a sudden you come to church. You need to get out of your bedroom. No! Tell me how I can get more channels. Tell me how I can get more. The days are near when every vision will be fulfilled. For there will be no more false vision or flattering divination. You know what that is? That is you trying to predict the future. People predicting the future over you. I want you to listen to me carefully. There are people that have predicted the future over you. Let me show you how it's done. You get you sit in the manager's office, right? And you and they're going through your you know monthly review, and then they have a vision, and they tell you their vision. You're a failure. You'll never do anything. You're lazy. You're this. You're this. You're this. You know you might as well quit now before we fire you. What he's done for you, he has given. That's divination. Anytime somebody comes up to you and says you. You'll never make it. That's divination. How do I know that? Because only God has the final say. So, so some of us need to shake that off and you go, you said that, but no. You said I was going to drown, but I can swim. You said I was going to fall, but I can fly. See, the, the, it comes back into that. It goes, among the, among the people of Faith Life Church, but I, the Lord, speak that I will, and it shall be fulfilled without delay. For in the day, for in your days, your rebellious people, I will fulfill whatever I say, declares the sovereign Lord. So it is a day where God takes all the labels of non-acceleration, non-fulfillment off you. Where he takes off, and he says this, your family is known for always having lack. You've you got a label. Your family is known that no one ever goes to university. That is a label. Your family is always known that you always struggle. Label. Nothing ever happens in your life. Label. And God says, people are talking, this is what's being talked in the spiritual realm. And God's saying, divine acceleration. I am coming and I'm taking this proverb. I am taking this label and I'm taking it off you because I am giving you the power of divine acceleration. I am giving you the power to tell me what to restore. What, what, so you know where we're heading this is that we're going to have goals which we'll set before you again like with the building but the biggest one is now listen to me carefully your life comes before the building. Your life comes before a better sound system. Your life comes better. It comes before it. So God says this. It is your life that will build the building, not the building that will build your life. It is not your job that will build you. It's you that will build your job. See, what's happening in, in where we're going is God saying, hey, what does, what does in your life needs restoration? You know, like as I mentioned last week, 
is that I look back the day that I got married until right now when I saw this, I said, God, I wish I had known now what I knew then. So our dream is, I'm saying, God, everything that I have missed out on because I was blind, I was deceived, I didn't know better, I want back. I want my opportunities back. I want it all back. People go, well, who do you think you are? I'm Ted. I am a son of God that has given me a key that says I have opened that up that I want to restore. Now, now I want you to watch. You need to be, well, I've got a lot to say. It is God's coming up to you and saying, it's not your vision of restoration. He gives you the vision of restoration. So, so God is not saying, oh, 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 you know, I wish you had make up a vision. God says this, I am coming to you with the vision of I will restore to you all that was lost plus more. See, this year you're going to get back more than you lost. The Bible says if a thief is caught, in one scripture it says he pays back double, and another scripture it says pays back sevenfold. So if you lost 100,000, you start to be expecting 700,000 back. I, I thought somebody would say amen. But you all, uh, apparently we are, we are such a wealthy church. When I talk about money, you go, oh, what? Oh, Ted, I'm, I don't know what to do with it. Don't give me any more money because then I have to go to the bank. I've got to check it in. All this time and I can't eat. But see, it's God's invitation to you, and he's saying, what did you lose? So what you do? Now, for, for all those that haven't lost anything, all the, all the people under five, this is not for you. For, but for all of those things that were given things and then lost, I want you to write them down. Just go, God, I lost this. God, I lost this. God, I lost this. God, Name it. The reason you need to name them because you're going to get rid of them. Because what's going to happen this year is you're going to do it and then you're going to go, done. 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 I lost a bicycle. Now I've got a motorcycle. Done. <laughs> I had a car that doesn't start. Now I get speeding tickets. Done deal. <laughs> I was lonely. Now I've got a wife and 10 kids. Done. <laughs> Because, put it this way, you need to identify what was lost because then God says, That's where the Holy, this is where the Holy Spirit's hovering over. Now, watch it to me carefully. As we talked about, is that the Holy Spirit is hovering over what you've lost and then you speak to what was lost and it gets come, then he comes back. That's the Genesis 1 principle that God spoke. God created the universe by speaking. You create your benefit by speaking. And the second one you do is this, what do you want? Okay, okay, let's start with the basis. The religious answer is this, oh, Jesus, whatever you want. <laughs> Jesus, I am humble. If you want me to eat bread and butter all the rest of the day, I am content because I love you very much. I love you. I, I not like you much, but I love you, Okay. What do you want? I want a healthy mind. 
I want my wife restored. That's good. God, um, my relatives are not saved. That's very good. God, I want to have prophetic inside at work. Hey, that's good. God, I want to have the wealth that I become the channel that you bless people. That's really good. God, I want to have words of wisdom at work. That's good. God, I want to have prophetic insight to what's happening in my, in my area so that I can bring the kingdom of God. That's good. God, I want to see Faith Life, the most influential church in Australia. We're, we're on our way. Just, just, to, just to let you know, they're talking about you. Turn to somebody else, they're talking about you. You, see, you know what it is? When you don't know what you want, you have no expectation. Audacious faith requires audacious goals. You good? So what you need to know is that the question is, what, what, what is it that you want? What is it that you want? Because that's what happens then when you get up in the morning. You know what God's going to come to you. See, what happens is this, is that God brings opportunities because you don't know what you want, you say no to. Watch this, this carefully. Restoration, God has come, and he says, I've come to restore. And the only reason it doesn't happen is because we're blocking it. So when God says, I've come to bless you, then God says, the only thing that's going to stop me is the way I think, the way I behave. Oh, but Pastor Ted, but I'm the one that caused the mess. Well, welcome to the party. There's only one problem with that quote. One problem. The cross of Jesus Christ. On the cross, Jesus took sins that you didn't mean to do, that you lost your temper. And he also took the sins that you decided to do. So when you say, dear God, I don't deserve it, he says to you, I want you to turn around, look at the cross, and see that on the cross, it no longer exists in me. So therefore, now you can ask God with a totally and utterly clean conscience. That, Romans 8.1, now there is no condemnation. So you know what Satan says? Well, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're single. You should be happy with one room apartment. And you've got a one window. Come on. Yes, you've got electricity. Yeah, it works every now and again. Yeah, you should be content. Can, can I? Can... I like the word content. But the problem is, are we content with what God has given us or are we content with what Satan has given us? Are we content with our mess or are we content with the breakthrough of God? Are we content... In having relationships where you don't have to talk. Oh, it still fascinates me. Sula and I, when we were... <laughs> I've got to close because we've got to pray for people. 
I remember we were out for dinner and this couple came in really well dressed and all of that. They came down. They didn't say a word to each other. They talked more to the waiter than them. And they were just texting. I, I, inside of me, I felt like I was going to take those phones and do things with it. But let me just say, don't be, you know what God's saying? He says, like we were reading, God says, I'm taking that label off you. We've lived so long enough, yeah, I believed last year and I did it for the year. Nothing happened, nothing happened. I mean, my reputation is I believe and nothing happens. We need that removed. The second thing is, you know what we're removing this morning? Is that it's going to take a long, long time. I know, I know you're going to lay hands on us, Pastor Ted. You're going to put oil on us. And, and, and I, I'm going to feel something. I know that. But my mess is so big that it's going to take so much to unwind. When the prodigal son came, God restored him on that day. The feast was on that day. New clothing was on that day. The ring was on that day. The affirmation was on that day. It happened in that day. When the thief was on the cross on the left-hand side of Jesus, and he said, remember me today, God said, done deal. The Bible tells us today is the day of salvation. It doesn't say, can you imagine if we did this? Now, I know this is going to sound funny, but that's the way some of us think. Okay, um, we're going to give an altar call. Please come to get saved. People come out the front and go, oh, dear Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And then I say to them, now, I need you just to lower your expectations. You're not saved yet. It might take a couple of days. Right? I'm not too sure. I'm sorry, sir, how old are you? You're 98. Ooh, how long you been sinning? 98. Ooh. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath. Just pray that you don't die before God restores you, all right? Hey, look, get on the vitamin pills. Just do it, do it, right? You with me? But listen to me carefully now. If the greatest miracle happens on the day that you breathe it, why can't the lower miracles happen on the day that you breathe it? My wife, Silva is clapping. No, I'm in one of these moods. But because you know what it is? We've made it so difficult. We've made church difficult. We've made worship difficult. We've done everything so difficult. And God's saying, I want you to stop it. I want you just to stop it and dare to believe. Override it. I've got a headache. I override that. All of a sudden, you get a fear during the night that says, oh, you'll never find anybody. You'll be alone all of your life. Override it. Do you realize that Jesus overrode doubt? When the man came up to Jesus and he said, dear God, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. He didn't go, you loser. Everybody look, a loser, 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 loser. Go back to the synagogue, pray your tithes, do that, get ready, and then maybe I'll be here. What did he do? He interrupted him, said, stop it, only believe. He was saying, I can't do it. God interrupted him, and he says, it's not about you, it's what I decided to do. God says to him, I decided to come and heal your son, 
and I haven't changed my mind. Maybe your doubt has, maybe your fear has, maybe other people have, but I made up my mind that I am walking to your house. I'm going to walk into the room. I'm going to speak to your child. The child is going to live. Get over it. So the question is, why are you going to get restored? Because God has picked me out. What makes you think that you're going to get what you want? Because he said to write it down, believe it, and he will do it. Come on. Overrule it. Look at your credit card. Overrule it. Some of you need to do that. See, God's, see, divine spiritual acceleration is filled with joy and laughter. It's not filled with self-effort. I don't know if you noticed, if you get onto YouTube, you can watch this or through that. There was not one word where I said that he was, he was, God was going to make it really, really hard for you. God comes up and says, people have labeled you, but this morning the labels have come off. You know, what we want to do today as well now is we as we pray, but we're going to anoint every single person that wants to be anointed. The Bible says with oil, oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the creative workings of God. And we're going to anoint every person for divine acceleration. We're going to anoint every single person, every single family. We normally, if you're new to the church, the whole families come together, we're going to pray and we're going to see God move. I believe that this year is an amazing year of supernatural acceleration. Divine forward expansion and recovery of all things. So why don't you just right now, stay seated. I don't want anybody to stand. Just lift up your hands. Just lift them up. Holy Spirit, you're here right now. Holy Spirit, we just we put an end to all these self-effort, self-striving, self-sacrifice. And Father, we just go, you have invited us. You've invited us into that to recover all things that were lost. But you have also invited us to step into, to go beyond needs. Because you said that you will give us the desires of our hearts. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, as we rest, I believe that the Holy Spirit is taking labels off you. He's taking labels off your family. He's taking the labels off. This is as good as it's going to get. God takes that label off. You're going to constantly struggle financially till you pay your house off in 30 years and then you will have a break. I take that label off. I take the label off that, you know, that you know, you're not promotional material. You're good at your level, but, you know, hey, you need to get used to this is the level you're going to be. I take that label off. I take also the label off that you were always meant to work for somebody else. You were never meant to have your own business. I take that label off. I, I take the label off that you'll never own a house. I take that label off. That's the label. 
Also take the label off that says, man, I haven't looked after myself. And the reason I am in this condition is because I haven't looked after myself. So in a matter of fact, I, you know, this, is, this, is my, this is my reward sort of thing. I take that label off. I also take the label off. The world calls it self-esteem that you don't like who you are. But that's not the self-esteem thing. It is your eyesight problem, is that your eyesight doesn't see that you are a child of the living God, that you are perfect and there's nothing wrong with you. I take the label that you're depressed. I take that off. I take the label of sickness. I take it off you. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, as the, as the head of this house, as the senior minister of this house, I put a blessing upon every single person. Blessed shall you be when you're in your house. Blessed shall you be when you go out. But blessed shall you be when you come back in. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. You are the head and not the tail. You are healed and you are not sick. You do not live in lack. You live in abundance. I declare a clean mind and a clear mind over you. I declare a righteous mind over you. I declare a mind that thinks the words of God. I declare a mind that is receptive to the Holy Spirit. I declare a clean mind that sees the best in everybody. I declare a mind, a clean mind that can read the Word of God with revelation. I declare a clean mind that can speak words of life, words of encouragement, words of power, words of prophetic timing. I declare over you blessing, blessing. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I declare the restoration of all things on us. This is the day. This is the day of restoration. Your children are coming home. Your opportunities are coming home. Your finances are coming home. Father, all of this for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Just one thing I really felt the Holy Spirit just drop into my heart is this. There's a normal calendar and then there's God's calendar. Man's calendar predicts. God's calendar declares. So from now on, stop living by the natural calendar. How do I feel? What is that saying? I start to live with a divine calendar. The, my calendar says it's going to take you 30 years to pay your mortgage off. My divine calendar says he should supply all my needs. So now you start to believe on God's calendar. Okay, what we're going to do now is that we're going to open up the front. 
um, the worship team's going to worship and we're going to pray. Now, I want you to not just, just come, but I want you to come expecting. You are expecting, you're, you're making a declaration from today onward, everything changes in Jesus' name. So why don't we stand? Just before we praise, I would love, why don't we just, just give God a praise? That, come on, let's give God a praise. Come on. Come on. Come on, let's give God a praise. 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 We praise you, 